There are many perks to opening a new smart checking account at Royal Credit Union, including no monthly fees, no minimum balance, and a $250 bonus. Getting your $250 is easy. Open your account online or at any Royal office, receive two payroll direct deposits, and you'll get $250 in your savings account. See offer details and exclusions and open your account today at rcu.org slash checking bonus. Insured by NCUA. The Minnesota Wild are the hottest team in the National Hockey League right now, and they're doing it all without superstar Kirill Kaprizov. Right behind them, the other hottest team from Minnesota, your University of Minnesota Golden Gophers. We talk about both and dive into goalie rotations, Kaprizov's return, and Hobie Baker finalists. As always, we're created by New Voice Studios, presented by Soda Stick, brought to you by Talk North, Grain Belt, Jim Beam, and Royal Credit Union. This is Season 4, Episode 170. Celebrate your favorite Minnesota sports teams and moments with SodaStick.com. Relive the Met Center chairs, the Metrodome push, and so much more with unique and quality garb found only at SodaStick. Don't forget to add code BARDOWNBEAUTIES at checkout for 15% off all of your purchases. At Jim Beam, they know the importance of tradition. Like chanting, let's play hockey prior to the start of each game, or playing the state of hockey anthem after a wild win. This season, raise one to your fan family with the bourbon that invites us all to come as friends and leave as family. Jim Beam Bourbon Whiskey, the official bourbon whiskey partner of the Minnesota Wild and XL Energy Center. Drink smart, Jim Beam Kentucky Straight Bourbon Whiskey, 40% alcohol by volume, copyright 2021, James B. Beam Distilling Company, Incorporated, Fairmont, Kentucky. What's going on, everybody? Or I'm sorry, excuse me. Let's restart, guys. Hello, everybody. What's up? Episode 170 of Bar Down Beauties. I'm Jesse Pierce, writer for NHL.com, bumbling around everywhere. Uh, she's Kirsten Kroll, mostly on the big screen at XL Energy Center, but also bumbling around. Kirsten, how are you today? Um, I've got a little more sleep. And I know my schedule is about to calm down a little bit after this weekend before it really calms down. So I don't know if I'm telling myself I'm better. So, so I know like, okay, like we're almost there or like if I actually am, but my spirits are higher today than they have been. I'm gonna be real. That's, you know what, considering how gray and crappy it is outside, that's good. I appreciate your positivity because I ain't feeling it. Despite <laughs> me putting on blue and makeup, I just, nah, we're going to see what happens. But we're excited to be here talking hockey. We're going to talk some more college hockey coming up in our second segment. Uh, Hobie Baker finalist. Kirsten's very involved with Hobie Baker, so she can chat a little bit about that. Plus my gophers, we're obviously going to talk about them. But let's start with your Minnesota Wild. Obviously, Minnesota Playing absolutely phenomenal, Kirsten. I mean, 16-1 in four, 10 of those games done without superstar Kirill Kaprizov. A very defining win against the Colorado Avalanche, the Stanley Cup defending Colorado Avalanche. And I believe, but I'm bad at math, but we're recording this on Friday, I believe a regulation victory against the Vegas Golden Knights, who have clinched the only playoff spot so far in the West, uh, guarantees a playoff spot for your Minnesota Wild. I could be wrong. Don't come for me if I'm wrong. I'm pretty sure I'm not, though. I'm pretty sure a regulation win on Saturday against Vegas at Vegas is uh, sealing the deal for your Minnesota Wild. I didn't think we'd be in this position <laughs> at this point in the season. I mean, like, when I think back, and we've talked about it extensively, but just when we think back to even 
preseason when the wild were going through it to say the least to start the year. I was starting to think playoffs were entirely out of the question. Now mm-hmm. we have the potential for like more top seeding in the division for the postseason. I don't know. I just didn't think we'd be here today. So I'm really excited about it. Like it's getting, we're getting to the best part of the year playoff hockey. I mean, all these games have felt like playoff hockey too. I mean, they're playing the right way. I think that win in Colorado, not to go too much back in time here, but that win was everything for Minnesota. They went 11 and seven and still managed to really control most of the game. The third period, I thought Philip Gustafson obviously was the difference maker. Wild kind of sat back a little bit, uh, almost too comfortable. Freddie Goudreau, also a difference maker in that game. He's really good when it's not like a five on five situation, it seems. Yeah. I mean, the shootout, <laughs> Freddie shootout, Freddie shorthand. Like, what What do you want to say? Like, he's been everything. The stat that like kind of blew me away with that was again, that Colorado game, there were so many takeaways. So I feel like we should talk about it for a minute because like, this is, I think what we can see from the wild Colorado's head coach saying they don't want to face the wild come the postseason. hottest team in the entire national hockey league right now. Also didn't think I'd ever be saying that just (laughs) considered the situation this season. And especially with Kirill being out, um, Philip Gustafson, 42 saves again, Freddie Gaudreau, two shorthanded goals, which is the first and only time any wild player or Minnesota North star player has ever scored two shorthanded goals in one game. So I saw that stat and I was like, that's crazy. Mm-hmm. That is because there's just that confidence that they can do it right. Like, and you've seen that a little bit, I think out of Minnesota all year where they're not afraid to go for it. Right. When they are shorthanded, they're still going to push the pace when they can. They're not looking just to dump it and clear the zone. Not to mention when you do that, obviously if you ice it, the puck comes back in your zone. You don't want that anyway, but I do think Minnesota just has, Confidence. The one thing I did like, and I can't recall who said it post game against that in that Colorado game uh, where I think it was Sam Steele, who we'll get to in a minute as well. He said they're dialed in. They're not getting too ahead of themselves. And I really, really hope that's true, because, again, last year, I think that team was so high all year long that it was hard not to have kind of that swag. We talked about it with the Gophers, too, right? Like sometimes you need a loss like the Gophers had to Michigan or some sort of adversity this year, Minnesota has seen plenty of adversity throughout the course of the year, but they keep going. So I imagine they are dialed in on this run being the hottest team in the, in the Western conference and up there within the NHL, Boston's just whatever. They're just unreal. New Jersey unreal as well. Uh, But Minnesota played well against those teams. So you love to see it. We had mentioned Kirill Kaprizov last week. We talked about what happens when Kirill Kaprizov comes back into the lineup I want to think bigger picture here. What happens when Kirill Kaprizov comes back into lineup in terms of how this team performs? Now, obviously, you've got guys stepping up in his absence. The hope is Kirill gets inserted and they just get better. There's an additional surge. That's not always as easy as it sounds. Kirsten, do you think that they can keep up this momentum? Will they keep up this momentum once they get their superstar 97 back? I really hope so. And I think Kirill wants them to as well. He's probably... I don't know where he's watching the game from, if it's at home, if it's in the press box, wherever it is at the XL Energy Center, Kirill, wherever you are, like, (laughs) I feel like you probably are like, why weren't you guys doing this before? And maybe a sense of like a little bit of frustration. I don't know. I'm just trying to get into the mind of a superstar, like what goes through your head, like when you're seeing this go down, because again, I don't think people knew that this was going to happen. They knew that the team was going to have to step up, but they've really stepped up. Um, 
So yeah, that's, I know probably Zuccarello's counting down the minutes <laughs> until Kirill returns. Um, but no, the team, especially Matt Boldy, they have to continue. Like Matt Boldy's been everything. And Marcus Johansson, that line has been everything since Kirill's been out. You need them to not put their foot off the gas, but you need everyone, even that fourth line, especially you need everyone to just continue doing what they're doing. Everybody in the lineup needs to continue to contribute. I just, I get worried. I'm a worry wart, right? I take literal anxiety medication because these are the things that keep me up at night. Will Kirill Kaprizov come back and do his thing, but the rest of the team kind of regresses. I hope not, but I just have that little voice inside of me saying, well, maybe, maybe they're looking too much to Kirill then, but maybe not. Hopefully not. Let's definitely hope not. Obviously, when Kirill comes back, that likely means Sam Steele is out. Now, we saw Sam Steele hop into the game against Colorado. The few times that he has come in after being consistently healthy scratch, and I think Sam Steele has recognized that that's his role now. He is just going to be the guy to go in when there's injury, when there's health problems, yada, yada. But he does well. And I'm not just saying the fact that he scored. He's just performed incredibly well when he has gotten that opportunity after sitting out. Kirsten, would you agree? You know, I was high on Sam Steele early on in the year, and then I was down on Sam Steele midway through the year. Not that I'm back high. Yes. Not that I'm back high on him again, but give him some credit, right? Like that's not an easy situation to be in. No. And I, you're completely right. Sam Steele against Colorado, that second goal of the night. I love to see that for him. I mean, you never want to see somebody in that role where they are the healthy scratch and they only are able to come in when there's injuries. Unfortunately, that's the card Sam Steele's been dealt and he's been making the most of it. I mean, it just, I'm sure it makes the team feel even more confident as well. Like when there's an injury or somebody's getting sick, which unfortunately has been the case as of late to be able to pull one of your players from the box and be like, Hey, we need you. And they can just seamlessly enter back into the lineup. So that's great to see. But on a personal note, yeah, that can't be easy. Good for Sam Steele. We root for the good guys. So mm-hmm. seeing him score, it was good. I was I was happy for him. Yeah, no, absolutely. One person that I'm less happy with, let's do some John Klingberg stat- slander. We've been mm-hmm. we've been slandering John Merrill and Alex Goligoski. Sorry, guys, uh, a little bit on this podcast just because the defense hasn't been quite up to snuff throughout the course of the year. I was very excited for John Klingberg. I was hoping that we were going to get Dallas John Klingberg. And it's not that he's been atrocious by any stretch of the imagination, but man alive, those he is a defensive liability. We knew that coming in. Everybody touted how he was a much better offensive defenseman. But goodness gracious, the coverage that he doesn't have on players allowing goals cannot continue, uh, should not continue. Would you bench John Klingberg ever? I would bench anybody. (laughs) Like if I were the head coach, nobody is safe. If you're not playing up to what you should be doing, if you're not covering the men you're supposed to be covering, you're letting goals get scored on you because you were just out in la-la land, you're getting benched. Like, I don't care. You're sitting. I don't care how many games until you get it back together. Like, you're done. So, yes, and just get it together by the postseason. That's all I'm going to say. I think or actually you... not even the postseason get it together now because the higher seating the wild have in the postseason is better for my personal schedule. So true. This is true Um, for teams looking for coaching. Kirsten will be your head coach. I will be your associate. I will support Kirsten and her decisions. I'll let her take the fire. Um, But yeah, I, I appreciate the hard nosed 
willingness. I would love for that to come to fruition sometime. So anybody who needs coaches for any events, games, we're we're in. The Bar Down Beauties are 100% oh, in. Ooh, the Beauty League this summer? Does the Beauty League need some additional coaches? I had a one-game stint in the Beauty League with Paul Fletcher um, coaching. I did nothing, just was their support. But I yeah. think the team wouldn't get that game. So I have a one and all record when I am on the bench as a coach. I mean, I'm just if only we knew people that were actively involved in the beauty league like ourselves, then maybe we could work some something out. So Ben Hankinson, give us a little give us a little jingle or Fletcher or Parrish, whomever. We are ready. You need the buttes behind the bench at the beauty league. That only makes sense. Think of the marketing. It only makes sense. Marketing opportunities, you guys. It's Mm, brilliant. Uh, last thing I want to talk about about the Minnesota Wild before we hop into college hockey talk uh, is the goalie rotation. Now, I know this year I'm all about goalies, but in the good sense of being all about goalies, I kind of want to get a little crazy here. I kind of want a goalie rotation throughout the playoffs. I want to see Marc-Andre Fleury probably start because he's the veteran. He knows how playoffs work. Just give him a little grace, right? Get things, and he's performing incredibly well. Like, this isn't just a Mark Andre Fleury. Ah, oh, he's won some games now. Like, no, this is a tandem that is going to be fantastic in the playoffs. But then the next game, you know what? I kind of want Philip Gustafson because think about how different those two goaltenders are. Gus is so technically sound, whereas Fleury does his theatrics, dramatics, but makes the saves. Uh, the team has to prepare so differently for goaltenders like that, where their rebounds are, where their positioning is. Throw it at them. That's how you're getting out of the first round. Just mess with their heads, mess with the mentality. Now, granted, I don't want to mess with the mentality of the goalies too much because I can imagine that that's not probably great for their esteem. But also, I kind of like it. Kirsten, are you on board with me? Coach Kirsten, are you on board with your associates? Uh, I am on board, but I would have Gus start the first playoff game but still give Flurry an opportunity. I like the rotation. I like the idea of keeping opponents on their toes, giving them something different each night. But Gus, I Flurry has been playing well, but I think Gus has just been playing better. I think he's earned a start once playoffs roll around that first night. So, I mean, you can't go wrong with either. Um, I am, I don't know. I'm just still a little hesitant on Flurry. I don't fully know why. Um I don't know. I think it's because when he's here, he has, I think it's because when he's played bad, like he's played bad. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I think back flashbacks to last year's playoffs. It just wasn't great all around. Um, Morale was low, but no, I do think, I do think I'd like to see a tandem, but Gus starting. No, I don't. I just, I disagree. I, I agree. Like Gustafson again, I'm ride or die with that kid, right? Like he Mm -hmm. is absolutely fantastic. And it's, there's just something about me that says you have to start Marc-Andre Fleury in game one. Like you just have to, I don't know why you're probably, you could, I mean, I need more facts, but you just think Gus has performed outperformed Fleury all season. And that's why you want him to go game one. I wouldn't say he's outperformed him all season, but I think as of late, I think, no, I think the turning point was about mid season when Gus really started to turn a corner. And I don't think he's let off the gas since then. And Literally at this point, it's take a shot every time I say let off the gas because I think I've said it five times in this podcast already. Um, But no, he's just continued to get better and better. That being said, yes, there's been a game or two, maybe not his best. But overall, I mean, I think he's been the dominant goaltender. Again, 
yes, Gus doesn't have that playoff experience. So I could maybe see how that would give the upper hand to flurry. It's hard. I don't think you can go wrong with either, but I'm leaning more towards the side of Gus. Okay. That's fair. The one thing I do love about Gus too. And I was discussing this with Judd Zolgad the other day. He hasn't really let in a fluky goal. Like usually Mm -hmm. you see that happen. Like he, again, so technically sound, he just, he's so in tune. So, I mean, I, I, I could see that argument where it's like, well, yeah, you ride the hot glove. Of course you ride the hot hand. I just think you want Marc-Andre Fleury to start, get him in the right set again. Not that Marc-Andre Fleury is a guy that's sitting there pissed because you're trying to win a game and not starting him. That's not his personality at all. As we have seen as they rotate him and Gus, Dean Evison's going to hate that. I continue to call it a rotation. And I love that for all the times that Dean Evison probably listens to the Bardown beauties podcast. Um, I just, I think you start with the, the known and then if flurry really struggles, you can ride Gus the whole way. Like I'm not saying to do the rotation over and over again, but I think if flurry has a bad outing in game one, then you know that Gus is your go-to goaltender. If flurry has a good game, but not outstanding, then you still go Gus game two and maybe go back flurry game three. They're going to finish. I just think that first game is so important. I think that first game in the playoffs is so important and it can really set the tone for the entire series. So I think that's more even so why I want to see Gus over flurry. Does it make a difference to you whether you're at home or on the road as far as the who you're putting in at goal? Um, maybe a little like at home, I would probably say flurry, right? Like I feel road. like flurry's better at home and Gus mm-hmm. has been better on. I mean, both again have had their moments either way, but there's a lot of unknowns, a lot of a lot of speculation, Kirsten. Exactly. It's what I do best. You That's- as well. Yeah. Oh, I love it. And then I just love irritating the hell out of people as I do. So you know what? Deal with it. Uh, you guys, we're going to take a quick break. Let us know what you think. Do you think that Gus should start game one? Should Flurry start game one? Do you like the idea of a rotation? More importantly, do you love the idea of Jesse and Kirsten uh, being coaches at the beauty league or anywhere? Really? Let's be, let's be honest. Let's get that petition going. Beauty league starts in July. So we have plenty of time to hassle and harass and get that as a part of Beauty League Spectacles. So we're going to take a quick break. Excuse me. When we come back, college hockey talk. All right, guys, we are back. Uh, Let's talk some college hockey. I don't know why I always immediately go into a Boston accent every time I say college hockey. Uh, probably because the Gophers are squaring off against Boston University in the first game of the Frozen Four. A uh, lot of guys from Minnesota and Boston. That was a terrible. I don't. Would what would you rate? I've rated your drum rolls before. What would you rate? <laughs> hey, my well, Boston you. Accent? I feel we need an outside opinion to rate my drum rolls because you're just biased at this point and you hate them. So I don't think I'm getting a fair rating. I think I could get a higher rating from somebody else. Um, yeah. your Boston accent, five point five out of ten. Let's go get some donkey like donkeys okay had... well if you say that then it goes down to a three okay i don't say it uh can i do should i open this up with my favorite part of miracle please give me a moment mm-hmm. uh i'm transforming into jack o'callahan everyone quiet on set let me ask you something coxie why'd you want to play college hockey isn't it obvious for the girls i'm serious coxie why'd you want to play college hockey 
because I want to go NHL like everyone else. Well, yeah, I want to win a national championship. That pansy over there cheap shots me. I get tossed out of the game. He steals the ring right off my finger. How would you feel? Hey, we were all throwing cheap shots that night. <laughs> Beautiful. Um, 7.5, but you win a little jersey there. I, yeah, but I feel because O'Callaghan goes a little jersey. He goes a little hard. He goes hard. Uh, he, he goes does. He does. Yeah. But yeah, 7.5. Uh, we can tell that you've seen Miracle way too many times. Times way too many times, but let's talk some real college hockey since that was Fantascal 76 championship. Uh, BU and the Gophers, Kirsten. I'm not going to continue to rub it in, but do you think if you forget that I'm a huge Gopher fan, forget you're representing the state of Minnesota now? Do you think the Gophers have a real shot at the title? I do. There's to be quite honest, like they're a team that has been consistent, dominant all across college hockey this entire season. So yes, I don't think there's a question in anyone's mind that they are a legit contender for the title. I just, the only thing with Michigan, I think Michigan is going to be their opponent in that title game. Um, they are a younger team. They have been, they've showed a lot of flaws this season, but I still think come the big game, I think they're the only team that realistically could give Minnesota a hard time. I mean, they do have to get through Boston. I do feel like a lot of us here in Minnesota are looking past BU probably too quickly. I mean, crazier things have happened. Do you think, how does Boston match up to the Gophers again? I know you have a pulse on college hockey far better than I do. So I know what I've read and I can inject my opinion, but what have you seen on the college hockey scene from BU again, I know they're out East, so it's not as close, mm -hmm. but any ideas on how they might match up against the golfers on Thursday? Um, I'm trying to think of specific players on BU right now. Uh, they, I mean, they have had a consistent program for years now. Um, they're a good program historic. I, I don't know. I don't know too many ins and outs of BU. I just know the Gophers really well, and I just, they're a good team this year. So, I mean, I'm right. sorry I don't have too much else to add on that front. No, it puts you on the spot. I know the Terriers beat Cornell, who was number 12, uh, to earn their berth into the Frozen Four in the first round. They took down Western Michigan. Western Michigan, I believe, had a pretty solid team, too. Uh, further anointing the University of Minnesota as one of the top programs this year. They've got two of the three Hobie Baker finalists in Logan Cooley and Matthew Nyes. The other one. Adam Fantilli, who you're a big fan of. A lot of people are on the college scene uh, out of Michigan. Two out of three. It's got to be a gopher, right? It's just got to be. Yeah, and I feel like now I had no say in the Hobie Baker vote. Let's start there. I do write the press. I write the press releases. That's what I do, guys. Help out with social media. Um, I am not a voter. I'm a little surprised that there's two gophers. Um, who was it? Lane Hudson, Lane Hudson from Boston university. I should know this because mm -hmm. I spent hours writing this stuff. <laughs> um, he unbelievable defenseman shattering records left and right this season, most scoring as a defenseman. I'm really surprised he didn't get put in. Um, again, I'm not a voter. So this is an outsider's perspective. Matthew Nyes. He brings a lot to the table for the Gophers, Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli, Shewins, but Little surprised Lane Hudson wasn't up there um, in the mix as well. But 
I, it, yeah, a little surprising. There's two gophers. I think the only surprise and Matthew nice has been incredible for the gophers all season long. He kind of disappeared early on in the NCAA tournament. He was pointless. So I think not that, you know, it's the Hobie Baker is not awarded based on your performance in the tournament whatsoever, mm-hmm. whether you even make it to the tournament. Right. But I feel like you also kind of need to have a big presence when you're coming in number one into the tournament. So I think that was kind of the only knock. Cause as you'd mentioned, I did hear Lane Hudson was the one that people were kind of like, well, what the hell? Like why this doesn't mm-hmm. seem fair and right. And a, uh, you know, that's, that's all fine and well, but yeah, I would agree. I think who would your pick be? Who, who takes home the Hobie this year? I I don't know how you don't pick Adam Fantilli. Granted, there's a lot more that goes into the award and voting consideration character being a huge part of it, but Adam Fantilli, that kid is just so freaking good. I don't know how you don't pick him to win. Um, again, I'm not a voter, so I get zero say besides just speculation. So Michigan takes home the Hobie Baker awards, but they don't take home the NCAA titles. Can we agree on that? I mean, that very well could happen. Um, Yeah. I, there's just so many good players this season. Like I look at those three candidates, Matthew Nyes, like literally Mr. Clutch, seven game winning goals, all scored against top 18 teams in the pairwise rankings. He's got two shorthanded goals, the most on the Gophers this season. So, I mean, like he may not have been as loud in the postseason, but just like throughout the season as a whole, like he's had moments where he's come up and he's come up big, but Logan Cooley, Adam Fantilli, both freshmen, um, Fantilli expected to be a top three pick. He potentially could even go second overall. Cooley was taken third overall. The talent there just, it's incredible. They do a rookie of the year though, too, right? So could Logan Cooley be that? Maybe. I'm not entirely sure if I'm being honest. I mean, we should we should find that out. You're going to be in Tampa. How excited are you for Tampa and tell people what work you are going to be doing while I'm up here freezing my ass off going to a Twins home opener on Thursday? I'm very excited. Um, the Hobie Baker ceremony taking place next Friday. It's going to be outdoors. Um, I'm yeah, I'm very excited to just be there. So I'm not also going to be cooped up inside. I'll be able to actually get out and enjoy some of the weather. So I'm very excited. I think I'll actually be at the frozen four as well. So a lot going on and it's, it's going to be fun. I'm doing some stuff for social media for the Hobie Baker committee. And then uh, at the ceremony itself, I'll be doing some fun stuff with the finalists and some interviews and stuff there as well. I got to give a shout out to the hubs who was going to surprise me. But as we know, we can't do surprises because we actually have to methodically plan our lives out with children. Uh, he was going to we were going to go to Tampa and we were going to go to the frozen four. He's like, you know, you know, you, you were so excited. But St. Louis Blues continue to ruin my life. So I would have had to come back because the wild host St. Louis on Saturday. And I'm like, you know what? I don't. I don't want to watch just Thursday's games. I need to be all in. And I didn't want to give up the money that comes with working. So great attempt by the husband to try to get us to Florida for a vacation, childless, drink some beers, watch some college hockey, live out my dream. But no, nope. St. Louis continues to just ruin my life. It's fine. We're going to go catch the Minnesota Twins home opener on Thursday and said, which, you know, Tampa in uh, in April. Minnesota in April, certainly I picked the better of the two choices. I don't know what to say 
about that decision, but decisions were made. So I guess that's what I'm going to say. <laughs> I have my hat. I ordered a, a twins like hat hat, not just a baseball cat because they're giving out baseball caps at the home opener. And I'm like, sweet. Will it fit over a winter hat or do I put that like under like I I don't know. Again, beers will be consumed. Sports will be watched. So at least we got that going. Can you uh... get like a large nacho bowl that they put in that plastic hat and wear that instead? Yes, that sounds a lot more appealing. Thank you. Uh You're welcome. I will certainly look into that for you while you're down outside watching college hockey. That sounds fantastic. You made your choice. (laughs) Two different lifestyles, two different things. We're going to take one more quick break. Uh, break you guys when we come back are up for debate on who wore it best stay tuned we're back now up for debate that's that's kind of my drum roll Kirsten just so you know it's a horn horn alert no no I played the trumpet back in the day. Fun fact, fun little fact about Jesse Uh, (laughs) are up for debate because I didn't have anything else. I went with the tried and true who wore best number 14, but there've been some good players who have worn number 14, obviously Jewel Eric's neck, your current number 14 on the Minnesota wild roster, Darby Hendrickson. Everybody loves them. Some darbs. He was also number 14. And for one season, Martin Havlett was number 14. And then he switched to, I think like 26 or 24, what have you. Uh, obviously fan favorite Jewel Erickson got the votes from our social media inquiries. Kirsten, who's your favorite number 14? Jesse, who is my, my favorite number 14? I already know. I just, you need to say it. This is like when I'm doing interviews with coaches and players, I will basically tell them what I need them to say. And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, okay, now you just repeat what I said or say it in your own words. And we are golden. It is Mr. Jewel Erickson He is just everything. He's everything. He's been so good. Mr. Consistent. um, Very punchable face, too, apparently. So we love that for him. And yeah, I mean, what else is there to be said? I just I've talked about him so much this season. He's deserving of everything, especially being the best to wear number 14. Statistically, I think he will be obviously the best to wear number 14. But I'll go Darbs. I knew you were going to say Darbs. Got to go Darbs, you know, scored the first goal at home, not to be confused with the first goal for the Minnesota Wild. A lot of people mix those up, scored the first goal at home, storybook writing. You love to see it. Uh, Yeah, let's go Darbs. There's not really much else to say about that. We would love your opinion and feedback on this episode, on our content. We're always looking to like expand and broaden. If you have guests that you want us to chat with, uh, if you have ideas for quizzes and trivia and what I don't know polls up for debate let us hear it would love to hear it uh we've gotten some really great feedback from everybody some shitty feedback and that's fine I like that as well I'll take it whatever no big deal uh we just appreciate you guys listening and checking us out thank you to talk north for giving us a network to reach out and branch out and have you listen to shout out to soda stick obviously all the coolest garb that you could ever want uh if you ordered some Bardown beauties merch in our last window want to see it need to see it Take a photo, tag us, let us know. Uh, don't forget, you can use code Bardown Beauties on any purchase at Soda Stick to get 15% off your purchases. 
Uh, also, shout out to Jim Beam. Cheers to you. Cheers to me. Shout out to Grain Belt. Fantastic. Two live shows recently. We are doing one coming up here in the month of April in Stillwater. Love it. It's going to be fantastic. Might even have a guest. And I'm literally saying might because I don't know. We haven't confirmed one, but might. So chew on that little teaser for you. Uh, also, shout out to Royal Credit Union. Less fee, more free. That's going to do it on behalf of Kirsten and myself and producer Fred, who once again is fired this week. Uh, have a great rest of your week. Go Goats. This podcast is made possible due to listeners like you. Thank you.